The headlines tonight. Prime Minister accused of using political power to pass policies into law. Prophecies will have been not what they used to be, says grammar-confused seer. And will salted crisps take over as the nation's favourite flavour of tea? Welcome to the Campaign Trail. afternoon. Our top story is this. The Foreign Office have finally come to their inevitable showdown with the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer and the vampire government of Scotland. Our dramatic moment correspondent Peter Nimbus is on the scene. Peter, what's going on over there? Well, it appears as if the vampires have lured Penrigante and Victorina Crested into their lair, but they hadn't banked on Victorina carrying with her a backpack gun containing half a gallon of new milk. I'm feeling lactose intolerant just thinking about it. Uh, There's more. Uh, Perrin and Agulad have once again confronted the con artist halflings, and uh, that is sure to have long-lasting character pathos that may pay off in a future chapter. Will any of the listeners remember it by the time we get to it? I'm sure we will be here to remind them. That we will, Peter. That we will. Oh God! Oh, the giant! Oh, it's gonna! Ah! Ah. Well, Peter Nimbus there. I'm sure he's fine. Probably. As seems to be often the case, Agrilad, you are first in the order. What would you like to do? Could I have a quick recap of the physical geography of what's going on? Sure thing. Um, you are in a circular chamber. Uh, in the centre of the chamber is a raised platform, upon which are two thrones and the two vampires. Uh, in front of... Uh, sorry, to either side of the uh, platform, there are there is a uh, water fountain on either side, uh, one of which Victorina throws, uh, and um, uh, you have already sprayed Mr. Pfizer down once with milk. So I've got four milk shots left? Yes. Uh, behind you is the door uh, where, that you entered through, and uh, next to the door is some sort of treasure chest that Perrin is sitting on, uh, and uh, there are some like uh, pillars around the room that can sort of offer cover that are holding up the ceiling. And do you get the impression that there are bats on the ceiling as well? Uh, so, uh, what would you like to do, Agrolad? Probably the most stupidest thing I could do in this situation. I want to run at the giant and try and run up his body to headbutt him. Ooh, uh, make an acrobatics check. I can do that. I got a 24. Wow. Okay, yeah, you do it. Uh, make your attack roll then. And I'll give you advantage then, since you're right up on him. Okie dokie. Oh, wow. The half thing is crazy. I'd <laughs> be uh, 16. Uh, does not hit. You missed! <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I mean, you just headbutted him and your head <laughs> didn't strike him. <laughs> uh, I think you need to go back to headbutt. Uh, you, you, you hit and hurt yourself, I think. <laughs> uh, I won't take, make you take any damage. Uh, but uh, you get the impression that you're not getting through his, uh, his dungarees. Can I follow up with a bonus action, please? Sure, go for it. I want to go with a flurry of blows for my bonus action. Mm-hmm. The first one is an 18. Hits. And the second one is a natural 20. Hits. Nice With double Good. damage. So the first one causes 7, the second one causes 8. So that's 15 altogether. So I fail to headbutt him, but then I start <laughs> slapping him around the ears with my open hands. <laughs> Sure, why and not? As a final follow-up action, I'm going to use my open hand technique uh-huh. to attempt to knock him prone. He has to make a dex saving throw. 
versus a DC of 11. Uh, 15, so yeah. Sorry. No, he doesn't fall over. Oh well. Uh, he's standing tall. Uh, Mr. Pfizer goes next, and uh, he's going oh. to run to the other uh, fountain. Uh, so uh, you each, uh, Pen and Victrina, you're going to get attacks of opportunity as he walks past you or runs past you. Uh, would you like to take the opportunities? I will. I will take the opportunity. Yes. Yep. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just going to slash at him with my rapier as he goes past. Go for it. 18. That hits. Four points of damage. Cool. Uh, Pen? I'm going to cast Mage Hand and try to Mm -hmm. get the hand to splash away the water in the fountain. Splash away the water in the fountain. Can you expand what you (laughs) mean by this? um, Well, he's trying to wash himself in the fountain, isn't he? Well, you can't do that yes. if there's not much water in there, surely. So using Mage Hand to essentially like block the water um, pipes or something. Um, no, splash it like a cat does. <laughs> I feel like that might just oh, help dear. him. Um, <laughs> yes, could I block? Could I block a tube? Yeah, uh, I think you can. Um, I won't make you roll for this. Um, you, you block up the water flow, but there's still going to be some in the sort of catchment area of the fountain. Uh, and so he goes there, and he's going to try and um, wash himself. Uh, but he would usually—I've uh, got a little counter here, and I would usually take off two d6. But I'm only going to take off one d6 because you've done that. That's a very good idea. Uh, so he takes his milk count down <laughs> by four I points. It takes uh, such a large fellow a long time to have a wash in the morning. Mr. Pfizer, as a bonus action, uh, turns to you, and he says. Why may you be fighting for this? You want to give people free health potions? That's your choice. Want to give everyone a luxury car or a free mansion? What about a new dress shirt? It's all luxuries. It's all pleasure. What makes health care so different? Necessity. Because your base- yes, I mean, maybe- basic well-being is a basic, not a luxury. Maybe to to you a new dress shirt would be necessary, but um, judging by your sense of style, I think that's full of calmania. I think a dress shirt is an accessory, not a necessity. (laughs) And everybody's entitled to life, even the dead. Well, yes. (laughs) You've been talking to Pen about (laughs) You liberal-minded fiends, you're going to give people free things all the time, and what happens then? Your economy's going to collapse, and then nobody will have no health care or nothing. I don't think... Sounds fake, but okay. And if there's no people to spend money, you've not got an economy, have you? People spend more money... In the economy, when they're not having to spend all their money on medicine, I have a. I have a secret to tell you, Mister Pfizer. Like dress shirts. It's not free. you see what I'm talking about. Everybody pays for it, which makes it cheaper. Well, I don't see why I should be paying for some some varmint down in the slums who wants to waste their life away. Why should I be paying for them? As the thought that maybe the reason they're down in the slums is because they can't afford a decent life because they're gouging them for their money for their health. Excellent. Can you all roll persuasion? Oh, 20. 21. 12. 21. 17. 17. Uh, He sways a little and uh, looks a little uncertain and uh, the vampires... What's their wisdom? Yeah, they also kind of glance at one another uncertainly. But uh, Mr. Pfizer like seems to shake it off after a minute, uh, and uh, he uh, draws his uh, club. Uh, but it is your go, Pen. I'm so full of rhetoric, I've forgotten what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mr. Pfizer, You're a wizard. If you, if you got really sick, would you want to spend your money on medicine? I would spend my money on what makes my life better. Would you have other people? Spend their money on what makes your life better. I would take their money, first of all, and then make it my money. Then I could do what I like. Well, that, that doesn't make you very malevolent, does it? I mean, you come in here and go, oh, I think, you know, I want to save the economy and, you know, all that jazz. But, you know, you're not helping people if you're just taking their money and leaving them sick and poor. 
That's not helping people and it's not helping the economy. Next you'll be telling me that people should be housed, fed, clothed and kept alive. That's people brilliant, yes, yes, yes. Yes, sir. Bravo. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So glad you're finally seeing our way of thinking. <laughs> don't, don't threaten us with a good time. <laughs> Listen here, you varmints. People exist to fuel the economy. If people don't fuel the economy, they lose their purpose. Without purpose, life is meaningless. And without the economy, there is no purpose. And without people, there's no economy. So Where's your economy? economy? It's on a economical. Yes. I'll allow you all to roll uh, a d6 psychic damage for a Mr. Pfizer. Uh, psychic damage. Two. Oh. Two, two. So he takes 14 points of psychic damage. Still pens go. Still pens go, yes. Oh, should I do something? Yes, please. Be nice. <laughs> I am going to Unless fight. we just want to talk him to death. <laughs> I mean, that that is a mechanic now. I am going to fire Agonazar's Scorcher. Ooh, at the Scorcher. Oh, at the fountain. Three times Ooh, uh, yeah. Roll an attack roll for accuracy's sake. Oh, that twenty. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I imagine it's some sort of fire spell. Hey, well, there's a dexterity save on it. I don't think a well. fountain's got a dexterity save. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's no. a roaring line <laughs> of flame, thirty feet long and five feet wide. Ooh. Um, every creature in the line must make a save dexterity saving throw. And a creature takes 3d8 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Hopefully, Mr. Pfizer may not have gotten yeah. out of the way. But, um... Actually, I'll make him do a dex save. Do, do I have to make a dex save um, because I'm on Mr. Pfizer's Oh, yes, you will. Uh, okay, I'll let you decide, Pen. Are you trying to hit Pfizer as well? Because if you are, then Agrilad's going to take damage I am not trained to well. hit Pfizer. Okay. Uh, but do you want me to do a dex save yes, for please. him? Uh, 9 plus 2, that's uh, 11. Uh, the deck save is 13. Ooh, so no, he's going to take the damage. Uh, Aguilad, would you like to make a dexterity saving throw? That'd be a 17. Uh, I think you somersault your way off. Uh, so do you want to roll that damage? Where's my d8s? <laughs> do I take half damage or do I not take any damage at all? Half as much damage on a successful one. Ooh. Ah. Sorry about this. 12. Four points of damage. Okay, so that'd be six points for Agrolad. I'm down to ten hit points now. President Sirius uh, goes next. Uh, He um, lifts his cloak up to cover half of his face, the bottom half of his face, and sort of glares at you all with his uh, vampiric eyes. Can you all make wisdom saving throws? Oh dear. That's good wisdom, won't it? Um, eleven? Nope. Nope. Nine. Oh dear. Nine. Nope. Five. Okay, you're all mesmerised. Yep, I'm you are. Thrall. You're all mesmerised, and you'll have to make wisdom saving throws on your next go. Okay. Uh, Perrin, it's your go. Make a wisdom saving throw. Alright. Um, oh, I've got a natural 20. Oh, you snap out of it, and it is your go. What did you just do to me? I mesmerised you with my amazing charm. <laughs> That's closer to a ghost sound, actually, isn't it? I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't find that fun at all, and I would like to... Can I cast Hellish Rebuke, seeing as I Ooh. was technically attacked? Um, I'll allow it. Yeah, deck save, please. Three! Plus Let's three, six, do no. the thing. You ever wonder why there are so many different shapes of dice? <laughs> Fifty shapes of dice. No, I hate it. <laughs> um, that's going to be a 20 points of um, fire damage, I think. Fucking yeah. hell. He is wreathed in flames and does a big old scream. Uh, and does the thing that raises both hands dramatically. Oh, I am harmed. Whoa, whoa is Well, me. if you want to get better, go and lick Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, he... he, uh, he l- he sort of drapes himself over his throne, one hand over his forehead. Oh, the pain. Oh, the pain of it all. still covered in new milk. A real persuasion mm. check, Pen. <laughs> Eight. No, he's probably no. not paying attention to no, me. No, he's not paying attention. He's like, again, like, oh, Is this death? Alas! Oh. No. Wait. 
I already died, didn't I? Vampire and all that. <laughs> right, I've got second wind. Uh, so it says, starting second level, you can push yourself beyond your normal limits for a moment. On your turn, you can take one additional action. Once you use this feature, you must finish your sword or a long rest before you can use it again. So I would like to take two shots at Mr. Pfizer with the new milk gun. Ooh, go for it. Fourteen. That does not hit. Does not hit. Uh, you spray and you miss. There's uh, <laughs> milk everywhere. Maybe we can pull him over in it and roll him around. <laughs> that is that is a technique you could you could employ. Uh, Ruth then goes the next. <laughs> <laughs> now. Can we roll temerity in the milk and then rub her on his, <laughs> <laughs> rubber on his trousers? Always an option. Uh, Ruth then goes next and uh, she's going to. Uh, she again pulls a cloak around her and then does a spin and turns into a bat and goes flying up into the rafters. Uh, I wonder if I ask the Green Lord nicely, he'll let me do that. <laughs> uh, Dr. Quacks goes next. Uh, he uh, reaches into his pocket and pulls out a small vial and uh, he uh, tosses it to Aguilad. There you go, my boy. I'll be a feeling courtesy of your old pal, Dr. Quacks. Tell your friends. I'm not trusting Dr. Quacks because he was working with my parents. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to sniff it okay. cautiously. Make an investigation check. Natural 20. Ooh. Uh, it's water, but it's got like the hint of healing potion in it. Uh, so if you drink this, you will get uh, 1d4 of health back. Right, knock it back like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Roll your d4. That's two points of healing. <laughs> uh, for his second attack, he uh, lifts his little um, metal wand that is beeping. And uh, it, he swings around, sort of seeing where its beeping is leading. And it points directly at Perrin. Uh, and then he runs over to you uh, and she goes excuse me my dear but you are sitting on something important oh oh, I just really needed to sit down it's yes, been a long day and I would rather like access to this chest why because my little scaly friend it happens to contain all of your valuables oh oh why didn't anybody say yeah of course uh, it's also got Agrolad's equipment in it as well uh, but unfortunately this means you are going to spend your next turn regaining your stuff. Um, Aguilad, you note that it has everything except for your quarterstaff. He's nicked my whacking stick. I didn't touch it! I swear I didn't touch it! Next in the order is Aguilad. Uh, so I, I need to make a wisdom save. A wisdom save, yes. That'd be a 20. Yeah, you trouble. snap out of it easily. Uh, and then you spend your turn getting your equipment back on. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I don't need my equipment. Okay. I'm going back at Pfizer. Okay, go for it. Uh, start off with an unarmed strike. Okay, okay. Which misses on an eight. Okay. Follow it up with a flurry of blows. Okay, go for it. I can use flurry. Yeah, I can use it as long as I've made an attack. I don't actually have to <laughs> hit. So, first attack is an 18. Hits. And second attack is a 23. Both hit. So first attack causes seven points of damage. Cool. Second attack causes seven points of damage. So that's four to knock together. And once again, open hand technique. Okay. Like please make a deck seven throw, please. Two plus two is four. He slips he and falls, falls over. over. Uh, let's say he falls into the pool of milk. Hey, uh, they have not been there is milk. It will let the floor. Uh, Victorina, <laughs> roll a d6. Okay. I rolled three. So, uh, Fizar goes next. He's going to make a dexterity check to try and get up because he's so heavy. And 18, yeah, he does it. He stands up for half of his movement. And uh, he turns to look at you all and uh, he says, um, Now then, you little folks are trying to destroy our system. What do you think's going to happen? You think if I stop selling my potions that someone else ain't gonna come and take my place? I'd like to think that somebody would come and take your place. I'd like yes, to think please. that lots of people would come and take your place so that people could choose who they go to for their medicine. You f want to introduce the free market into uh, medicine? Well, I want people to have a choice and I want it to be free, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not what the free... Uh, never, never mind. <laughs> I think people will get better. 
will be more productive and more money will flow into the healthcare system as a result of them being able to work and pay taxes. But it won't flow into my pockets! Well, spend more money on, on trivial things like like flying cars and flying motorbikes and <laughs> other and flying dress shirts. things. Dress shirts, <laughs> yes, yes, and that that's good for the economy. And besides which, if that gives people a choice, you can say like, do you want this healing potion which will make you better? Or do you want this healing potion which will make you better and more attractive to women? Or dogs or whatever you like. <laughs> Those are the only options. <laughs> well, there's other options. <laughs> I think even you will benefit from a socialised healthcare system, Mr. Fiverr. You just, you're not big enough to see it. Ooh! Um, uh, first of all, Pen, can you make an intimidation check? Fourteen. Ooh, he's slightly taken aback by your little jab there. Uh, can the rest of you make your persuasion rolls? Me too. Or? Yeah, because you were helping in the um, in the argument there. Fourteen. 14 Nineteen. Fourteen. Nineteen. Three. Oops. You failed, guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah. You just you just meet his uh, his save there, and uh, he again reels back and will not attack on this go. Uh, next in the order is Pen. Oh. First off, uh, you can try and do things to try and make it easier for Victorina to hit him, I suppose. Um, try and sort of restrain like him, him or knock him down, restraining him, that kind of thing. I don't really have anything to restrain him with. I could distract him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. By getting temerity to run all over him. Ooh, yeah, roll animal handling. Tell Temerity he's got tuna in his pocket. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Now, 19. Huh? 19, yeah. Temerity goes running around him. He's going to make a wisdom saving throw to see if he is distracted. It's 5 plus 1, that's not... Yeah, he's distracted, very distracted. He's, uh, he's Yeah, very much is a cat person. Uh, um... President Sirius goes next, and uh, in his sort of throes of dramatic, uh, whoa, it's oh, you me. Can't be uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he looks forlornly at you and sort of crawls along the uh, platform towards the edge. We have lived like this for years. I see no reason to change that now. Why would we give up our power? Why would we give it up when it is so lucrative? Vampires need blood? Is it morally wrong to exploit an entire population to the point of absolute desperation and then literally draining them dry? Is that really so wrong? I was going to say. Actually, now that I say it out loud, it doesn't sound good, does it? I can get my PR person to spin this for us. People don't serve the government. The government serves the people. Uh, he looks shocked and aghast and uh, you know, grasps his chest. <gasps> Who would say such a thing? Um, odd builded. <laughs> I would like to point out that from the necromantic point of view of looking after people's bones, if the people are more healthy, their bones are more healthy, and I suppose that must go for their blood as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, make another persuasion check, you two. 14. 14. Only a 10 this time. Yeah, uh, he, again, he looks taken aback by this, like he's never considered this. Uh, and he slinks back to his throne to have a think. Uh, Perrin, Europe. It's me. It's a me, uh, Mario. It's a me, Mario. Uh, you've got Pfizer, you've got a very confused looking, um, I almost said Dracula, uh, <laughs> vampire president. <laughs> president Sirius. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I still have a fang to pick with you, President. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say I had a fang to pick with you. <laughs> and then I would like to um, blast them with Witch Bolt. Ooh, go for it. That's 15 to hit. Hits. Yeah. Meets, beats. That's going to be 10 points of lightning damage. Ooh. Coming straight out of my hands, and I look very smug. You look very, very cool as well. You're very, very cool. Very palpatine. Uh, and I think as soon as I realise how cool I look, I just break out into a massive grin. <laughs> uh, Victrina, it's your go. If you want to spray him, you will have advantage I'm because he is him. distracted. Okay, I've got two shots left, haven't I? Yeah, right, go for it. Uh, yeah. I rolled a 19. Yeah, that hits. Yay! Uh, do you want to roll again for your other attack? D6. 
Uh, do you want to roll your other attack first, and then we'll... Yeah, that's a 17. Uh, yeah, that hits. So, do you want to roll 2d6, then? Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 9. 9? Cool. So how much milk is... How milky is he? Very. Uh, he is, like, is dripping not... with it at this point. Uh, as has, you... Has uh, Temerity added any uh, milk to him? Yeah, sure. Roll a d4 for us. Okay. One point. Okay. <laughs> She's added one point. Every uh, little bit helps. As you are watching uh, him uh, struggle with the, the, the drenching of milk, uh, at the destroyed um, fountain, you see a little head poke up. And then, all of you, you are all healed for 15 oh. points. Oh, wow. As Dr. John and Dr. Patrick come bounding out of the sewage, uh, the sewers <laughs> underneath the fountain. Uh, Dr. John says, Nicely done. I good chap. No, not at all. Very good form yourself. Have you been practicing yes. wrong? I've been practicing medicine for years. Now, let us dance into the fray. Hi! Venusia Nakito. Venusia Nakito indeed. And they are going to join the uh, ranks of the battle. Uh, I'm going to put them at the end of the um, the ring. So, uh, Lady Ruthven goes next. Uh, she is a bat, and she is going to come screaming down on Victrina. Uh, nine versus AC. I'm sure that does not hit. Uh, she goes flying past your um, milk gun uh, and uh, crashes into the floor. Uh, and she gets up and is going to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, and passes, but you see her head turn towards the drenched visor. Dr. Quax goes next. Uh, he uh, looks at uh, the whole scene before him and uh, he sees Dr. John and Dr. Patrick and suddenly you notice he's shaking and he's going to make a run for the door. Uh, Aguilad, you're going to get an attack of opportunity. Sounds good to me. 19. Yep, you hit him. Draw all your damage. Seven points. You knock him out. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking this D&D Beyond dice roll. Uh, Dr. Quax uh, goes down and is unconscious. Stay down, lad. <laughs> uh, Dr. John and Dr. Patrick uh, are next. I'm going to make them uh, go as a unit. Ironically. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Dr. John is actually going to cast I'm on Guiding Bolt. Yeah, well, are you? I'm very proud of you, Steve. Uh, he's going to cast Guiding Bolt on Pfizer. Uh, 13. That is not going to hit, unfortunately. It goes flying away. And Dr. Patrick is going to. Uh, who's the worst off at the moment? Uh, I imagine you're all doing pretty well, actually. So uh, Patrick's going to try and do the same. He's going to try and hit him with a Guiding Bolt, and that's an 18, which does hit. A flash of light streaks towards the creature of your choice within range, making range for the deck. On the hit, it takes 4d6 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against this target will have advantage. So Pfizer takes uh, 11, 14, 15 points of damage. Pfizer's looking pretty bad off. Uh, and so next in the order is Aguilad. Right, um, did you say I get advantage you on attacks against Pfizer? You get advantage against Pfizer, yes. In which case, as before, Okey-dokey. try and punch him. Try and knock him over into the pool of milk still. Uh, so 23 on my first that attack. That hits. Fury of blows for my final key point. Mm-hmm. So 9 on the first and a 18 on the second. Uh, the 18 hits. So two loss of damage. First one is four. Uh-huh. Second one is five. Uh, and he needs to make his deck saving through. <laughs> a critical failure. Uh, he falls over. He falls over. Uh, uh, Victorina, roll a d6 for us. Okay, cool. Uh, the um, vampires are going to both make wisdom saving throws. Uh, Sirius gets a 6 and Ruth gets a 13 and they both fail. The two vampires' heads turn wildly towards Pfizer and then they rush towards him in a frenzy they cannot control. Milky, milky. Pfizer <laughs> <laughs> uh, waves his hand to try and stop them, but the vampires are too hungry. 
they descend in a fury, ripping his dungarees apart. His hat goes flying into a, a cloud of yellow dust. All you can see for a moment is just blood and milk and rocks as his stone body is torn apart by the by the vampires. It takes a few minutes. Uh, how are you all feeling? How queasy do you all get? Actually, yeah, I don't mind saying milk treated like that. <laughs> Angry lads watching with interest. Well, yes. Uh, Shall we pull it to- Just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> well done, Perrin. Uh... <laughs> The quiet that follows the massacre is somewhat eerie. The president and his wife look at each other sheepishly and down at the body of the fallen giant. Sirius stands up, wiping his mouth. Hmm. Well, this is certainly an interesting predicament. What are we going to do now? See so. Well, that's a, that's a good question. Without Pfizer, where are our health potions going to come from? Ah! Yes. Um, well, you see, if you if you happen to support Donald's entry into the GI, then then you could possibly strike a deal with New Milk. And with Donald itself, yes. because we are a number one producer of healing and potions, we, don't you know? So if, if if we join the GI, there would be much New Milk flowing into the coffers of your society. Are you telling me? that you helped us murder the CEO of the largest health factory in the country so that we would be forced to buy from your country. I, I think it was... I wouldn't call it murder. I'd call it self-defense. I think it... Oh, don't get me wrong. I think it's wonderfully diabolical. I bow to your delightfully evil scheme that rivals the Count himself. I'm impressed. Yes, I feel like we could come to quite a lucrative deal and... Nobody needs to know what happened. A new deal for a new, new deal. But uh, the, the, the condition of new milk, you know, being distributed widely in your country would have to be universal health care for all, free at the point of need. Like I say, just think of the quality of the blood. It, it could all have been some kind of strange accident. I tripped and fell. Into a pile of new milk, yes. Into a puddle of new milk. I, I can see it now. I can see. Look at the ruins of that fountain. He must have tripped over. So tragic and taken from us so young. Well, he was carrying 52 litres of new milk. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Patrick uh, comes up looking a little bit perturbed and says, First, Mr. President, I think you need to face up to some harsh truths. The system you set up was absolutely deadly. Countless people in your own country perished, and for what? To line the pockets of a giant? And to fuel you with other people's blood? What do you have to say for yourselves? I concur. There's no justification for this system. It boils life down to a number on a balance sheet. It cannot continue. And if it does, news of who exactly killed Mr. Fizzar will get back to Vectros. And you know how she deals with people who kill her giants? Ms. Victrina, if I could just ask you about this deal. Could it be possible or arranged that an exclusive supply of new milk could be sent directly to the palace every week? In exchange for free universal healthcare for everybody here? Everybody in the nation? He's shaking. Can you make a persuasion roll? Natural twins. Ooh, he holds out his hand to shake your hand. Uh, the door swings open, and you see Dr. Whitaker and the rest of the GA delegates for Scothan. Uh, some of them look healthier, but some of them are still, you know, using Zimmer frames and shaking a bit. Uh, Dr. Whitaker approaches us. Mr. President, we've got demands. We. Oh. Oh dear. The delegation to the GA are prepared to hear the case for Darnoth entry into the Alliance. She walks over to you and goes. I had to convince some of them who aren't quite 100%. We don't have much time, so you better make your case quickly. So, perhaps you can explain what makes Down North a good fit for the Great Alliance. We have much to offer. Um, we are a progressive society doing our best to correct past harms and make a brighter future. And we have very good health care. <laughs> 
And they make a bloody fine black pudding. <laughs> I don't like black pudding. <laughs> I know, you think that would be my thing, but it's the texture of it. It just gets inside <laughs> my teeth and then I can't get it out. And then I'll be... Will we all be forced to eat black well, puddings no. if you join? No. I've never been forced to eat. Because I know black pudding's made out of blood. Uh, the vampires both look at you and go, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you roll <laughs> collective persuasion? See fringe yeah. benefits. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 19. 18. 19, nice. 15, 18. 18. Okay. Uh, ooh. Can you roll, each roll, a d6 for me? Five. One. Two. Cool. Uh, so your bonus with the delegates from Scothan has gone up considerably there. Uh... It was also it was already pretty high, but uh, now that they're actually going to show up, uh, that uh, has uh, increased your chances. I think that's a oh well, yes, I think that's a great bonus. Do you think that will get a bonus? Do we get paid? Is this a job? Should I have a pension? <laughs> I don't What's think I need money time. for? You know, shiny jewels that I can put at my shrine for the Green Lord. He likes them really, really shiny. As you're talking, uh, Lady Ruth is like uh, going over some details with you, um, Victrina, uh, and then suddenly she stops, and she and Sirius both look to the door and then raise their hands defensively. At the door, you see Timmy. He's holding a wooden stake in each hand. <sighs> Sorry! <laughs> Tried to stop him. <laughs> Too quick for me. Mr. Agrilad... You promised to tell me if you found vampires. I didn't get a chance to, lad. I got into a fight with a giant and then I got kidnapped and then I met vampires. So it kind of didn't give me a chance. I gave you the magic whistle. They nicked it off me. Oh. Well, I suppose now's as good a time as any for me to get my revenge, don't you think? Now then, now then, lad. Mm. I I understand the need for revenge and all, but killing people isn't the right way. I concur with Agrilad. You can't kill the president of another country. That's assassination. I looked it up, just to be sure. Besides, it would really hurt our chances of winning the vote. Oh, and it might also start a war. I, I step carefully in front of Fife's <laughs> body, so it's just really <laughs> But we really do, we really do appreciate... Um, what you are doing for us, Timmy, and the, the fact that you have our backs. I didn't forget about you at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the not the new, new Ursula. Uh, <laughs> I think Timmy may be the new Ursula, yes. <laughs> uh, he looks at you, Agrilat, and goes, But I told you this was my dream. This was my, my destiny. I think your destiny is even greater than you know. Answer me a question, lad. Hmm? What would that do if one day some fella or some lass or, or some dragonborn or some turtle or whatever came up to thee with a knife and said they were going to stab thee because some human lad had killed their parents? I suppose I wouldn't like that. So they can't go around killing every vampire they meet just because some other vampire did nasty stuff to their parents? I think you have to kill the right vampire. Which Aye. is what I think Mr. Agrilad is saying. They asked to find the one who did it wrong, and they asked to make them pay properly through the courts. Uh, roll persuasion. Always comes down to that one mm-hmm. skill that I'm not very good at. That'd be a two. Uh, he puts his stakes away, but you can still see a lot of anger in his eyes. And he looks at you, Agrilad, and says, Well... If you can make your parents proud, I can make my parents proud. That's got to let go of thy anger. Anger just leads to the dark side, lad. <laughs> uh, I think you try and uh, guide him out of the palace. Uh, I think you possibly see a trail of yeti fur as well leading outwards. Uh, actually, Agla, do you want to make an investigation check on this yeti fur? That would be a nine. Nine. I think uh, all you all you manage to work out is you sort of follow a trail that leads to um, a bit of the ground where you can see some large talon marks, uh, and uh, but you can't see anything else. What happened to the unconscious Doctor Quacks? 
Uh, that's up to you. What do you think happened to him? I think he needs to answer for the things that he's done wrong and and make penance. Uh, you managed to bring him around, I think, splash some water, ironically, uh, in his face. Some of his own, quote-unquote, healing water in his face, and uh, you wake him up. It might give him a point back. <laughs> <laughs> enough to enough to make him not unconscious anymore, anyway. Uh, and he looks up at you and goes, Oh, hello again, my good fellow. Wonderful doing business with you, but I really must dash. I hope you heard that I did change my allegiances and came to help in the end. That's got penance to make, lad. Penance? We don't really use penance here, I'm afraid. That's gonna, that's gonna do free healthcare. Um, can I not set up some sort of instalment nope. plan? No, nope, it's gonna be free. Otherwise, no new milk, and then the vampires when... will be really, really upset. What that's gonna do is there's gonna set up a free clinic. And it's going to be the best free clinic in all the known lands. And I'm going to come back in a year, and I'm going to ask people how it's going. And if I hear one bad thing about they, I'm going to hunt they down and make they pay. Ooh. And pay. And pay. Can you make an intimidation check? A three foot, a three foot tall half of intimidating <laughs> people. We're all the 14. Uh, he, he's sweating. He's sweating a bit. Uh, he sort of nods and says, Oh, absolutely, of course. I'm good at setting up small businesses, of course. I can certainly make sure everything is above board and in line with the regulations. I shall lean over his shoulder. Mr. Quacks, you have a chance to become a real hero of a people. It may be hard work, but surely it's a second life. Ooh, can you make a persuasion check? Non-natural 20. Ooh... I think he, 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 he sort of grabs his lapels and goes, A hero, eh? I quite like that. Chevron Cracks, hero of healthcare. <laughs> I like that, Mr. Penn. I love it. <laughs> well, if you're ever in the area again, do drop me a line. One year, Quacks. One year. Perrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take a little bit of a walk around the presidential park uh, while everyone's setting up and packing up, ready to leave. Uh, you see a familiar sight up ahead. A tall, green man with a flowing beard, a shredded cloak and a pair of huge boots. He's standing astride a great horse, a big grin on his face. Yeah, there's not much good hunting up here, you know. It's all clouds and birds. I haven't seen a single stag since I got here. Also, the sky's more the Blue Lord's deal, and <laughs> I gotta stay away from him. <sighs> How's it going, kid? It's it's um it's, it's been a world ride. Um, thank you for your blessings on my latest um adventure. Ah, it's no problem, Perrin. I mean, it's not like I got much else going on. I mean, I've got loads of followers. Can't keep track of them. <laughs> I'm amazed that you've managed to give me such devotion. Oh, well, you know me. Always giving my best and giving my all to my most loyal followers. Yes, wow. He gestures over to a bench and sort of lets you take a seat. You, uh, look like you got something on your mind. Want to talk to the old god about it? Yeah, uh, you know, runaway trains that talked in the underground stations and then a massive farmer and vampires and it's been a you know those days that are just days i'm very much looking forward to getting back to my nice cozy floor on the zeppelin how about that team of yours they good friends i love them i think they're great every single one of them is brilliant and i am very glad to be working with people who are so cool that little one didn't look too happy What's eating him? Uh, family. I would say you know what it's like, but I don't know what it's like. Um, Apparently they thought that parents of wonderful parents turn out to be awful. I can't imagine that sort of betrayal. Ah, I see. That poor halfling. Can't be easy to think about family in your position, eh? Karen. Uh, Yeah, hi. Would you like to know about your family? Um, I, I just sort of, like, look into the middle distance for a second. See, here's the thing. I could use my divine power. I could snap my fingers and we could find your parents and find out why they left you at that monastery. 
We could get all those answers, but that wouldn't tell you anything about who you are. You ain't them. They ain't you. Would those answers really change who you are right here, right now? Nah, I don't think so. Because you became your own person. And you made your own family. Nah, you'll be okay, kid. Remember, it's all in the sock, monkey. It is all in the sock, monkey. As you're all packing up, getting ready to leave, uh, are there any sort of loose ends you're trying to tie up before you leave? I'm going to grab my equipment and find a new new whacking stick. Find a new whacking stick. (laughs) Good idea. I'd like to buy some stamps to Uh, send some letters home. Excellent. You get some stamps that are like all like uh, cloud uh, themed. Oh, that um, would be I've lovely. I've got some. I've got a squirt of milk left in my milk gun, um, so I'm going to okay. <laughs> my milk gun into a big jar, and I'm going to take it round the hospital and distribute it as widely as possible to all the people who are sick. Oh, that's really nice. As you're uh, preparing to leave, uh, you hear someone running towards you. It's a short, round man with floppy yellow oh, hair no. and a clownish oh, face. No. Oh, he tumbles in front of you, absolutely out of breath. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, late eagle tried to crash on me. <laughs> Pfizer, good friend, don't even, don't even, oh God. <sighs> Meant to be here the other day, but oh, don't tell me it's sorry all over. Sorry to tell you this, lad. Mr. Pfizer has been ousted from the board. Oh, Fuck. And he collapses uh, on his back. Uh, Dr. Witter comes up to you and goes, Do you know this gentleman? No. Unfortunately. He's a terrible terrible lunatic and should be confined to an asylum. I see. Well, on the universal healthcare thing, I can say that getting people to accept higher taxes is going to be a tough sell. But if they don't have to spend however much a month on insurance... Yeah, I know. It's going to be a long and difficult fight, but you've helped us to a very important first step. I suppose it's time we get a shift on. You've got my vote anyway. Just one more thing. Do any of you know what happened to the heart of the sky? The what? Uh, can you make history checks? Okay. But I don't know anything about it because I wrong. Um, I got six. I got a nine. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Pen. Um, after you heard about the Heart of the North, you did a bit of reading and uh, you read about other uh, large crystals of uh, magical power and there was one called the Heart of the Sky and the legends say it was stolen many, many years ago by the old monarch of Darnorth. You would have been with Moon Dude. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it would have been Malzar's... Yeah, it would have been the, the Moon Dude, yeah. Moon Dude, yeah. Well, maybe it's a Moon Moon who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Bugger. Captain Biscuit comes running out of the um, uh, Zeppelin and comes up to you, Victrina, and says... Oh, Victrina, there's somebody on the radio for you. Says he's your nope. department manager. Oh, Sounds I, I urgent. Uh, you go onto the ship and you head to the cockpit and the radio is blinking with somebody on hold. Uh, we'd come up with a name for your department manager. Um, Mr. Pasteur. <laughs> Louis Pasteur. <laughs> Louis Pasteur. Louis Pasteur. Louis Pasteur. Louis Pasteur. No relation of pen. Uh, you pick up the receiver, but you don't even get a chance to speak before you hear Crested Grebe! What's this I hear about you making deals with vampires, Grebe? It deals with vampires, it deals with the elected representatives of this place that we're in. No, Scothan. me. <laughs> the elected representatives of Scothan, um, who happen to be of the bloodsucking variety. Do you know what this is going to do to our brand image, Green? Yes, it's going to make it really, really popular in Scothan and we're going to sell millions of units. If people start associating our product with vampire sales, we'll plummet in the non-dead communities, Grebe. We're supposed to be a family-friendly product. I think you'll find, sir, that the non-dead communities vastly outnumber the dead communities. <laughs> <laughs> 
something, ice cream. Get us some more wholesome contracts, or you'll be scrubbing toilets in the lactose intolerance ring, Grebe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Certainly, sir. I will, I will find somebody wholesome to buy our products. But in the meantime, we have wrapped up the Scofan market. Well, good. Uh, how's the family, by the way? How are you doing? Uh, I'm very well. Uh, the family, I obviously have no idea, sir. Uh, but I myself am <laughs> very well. Well, good to hear. Good to hear it. And uh, still on for the um, winter solstice party, uh, staff party. Oh, 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 um, uh, yes. Sir? Excellent, excellent. Uh, uh, will, the, will there be dancing? Uh, potentially, potentially. Yes. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure it will be fine, sir. <laughs> excellent. Uh, wonderful. Uh, well, um, good luck and. Uh, uh, get me those deals, Grip! I will, I will get you, I'm working very hard, sir, to get you as many deals as I possibly can with both, in both the dead and undead markets. <laughs> uh, he hangs up on you. Uh, <laughs> Captain Biscuit uh, tells the team that the Zeppelin is ready to take you to your next mission. As the Zeppelin takes off, you sort of wave goodbye to the people below. Uh, Dr. Patrick and uh, Dr. John are sort of linked arms and wave at you as uh, the Zeppelin takes off. Uh, Aguilad, I imagine you are giving Timmy... Um, are you giving him a wide berth or are you trying to Quality keep close to him? time. I'm keeping him close and distracting him with lessons. Good, good. Uh, uh, as the Zeppelin flies away from the Sky Kingdom. You see the magically um, levitating platforms that hold the city aloft. And Perrin and Pen, as you're watching it uh, disappear, faintly on the wind, you hear something. And for just a second, you think you see darkness shrouding the magic and a small laughter that goes... The Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Agrilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Chris Beatty was President Sirius, Kelsey Griffin was Lady Ruthven, Martha Buckley was Captain Biscuit, Louis Bermendez was the Green Lord, Tim Trelaw was Dr. John, Chris Walker Thompson was Dr. Patrick, Dominic G. Martin was Dr. Quacks, Laura Hunt was Dr. Whitaker, and Genevieve Sabayan was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com forward slash The Campaign Trail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server and early access to episodes. You can follow The Campaign Trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, and at soundcloud.com forward slash Corner, and wherever you find podcasts. So, until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. Adventure.